<laughs> oh, most high. See, he is our father and our king, our creator, maker, owner, and possessor. He is our everything. We hold, owe him all that we are, all of our thanksgiving, all of our praises. Baruch haba, ima, Bathsheba, the daughter of the covenant, <laughs> the promise. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are a fortunate folk. He speaks to us from within and from all around us once we are awakened to his will. His will is Torah, instruction. Hear and be wise. Listen and don't fall down flat on your face during your life journey. When we obey his instruction and his instruction becomes law, as soon as it was spoken, it becomes what can never and will never change. See, that's how strong his word is. And we can go so far as to take his word and apply it to our life. And it becomes exactly what he spoke before time began. This is the most high God we're talking about. See? And there is a time when we think, what I do in this world doesn't matter. You know, I can't change the course of history. The evil that is being done will not be impacted one bit by what I do. But that's not true. See? That, that is not true at all. So we, we're going to read about a man who became the forerunner or the father of the truth that mankind needs to know. <laughs> so every time you walk down the street and you have that power of the spirit of having been in a meeting like this or having kept Passover or having kept any of the holy seasons of the Most High God, you impact somebody's life. You see? And that life just may turn from what it is going down into a dismal, destructive course might change. You know? It has happened to me. It has happened to us at times when we don't even know it. Someone will speak about you and say, you know, when I saw you that time 20 years ago, I turned around from doing something to myself. I turned around from doing something to someone else. I found a better way to walk in this life that I have been given. See, so we are a fortunate folk because we not only walk in the covenant love of the Almighty God, but he gives us the responsibility to share his love in this earth. You know? That's a great responsibility, and it's a mighty honor. That's right. Oh, yes, it is. Right. It's an honor. You know what? Who are you? <laughs> I'm named after the king. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. He said, I, I, I walk before my God the best I can. Amen. You know? And we're not perfect. Amen. See? But God perfects you. You see? <laughs> yeah. So I thank him for our rabbi, Rabbi Baruch Yehuda. I thank him for our elder, Hamore, Moreh Mishael. And I pray that Rabbi is enjoying his Shabbat day of holy rest in Chicago. I thank him. Zaquain Adonia Roa is in the house of God. He stayed back last week complaining about I don't feel good. No, he didn't. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, I'm staying home this week. Don't like it? No, he said that he wasn't feeling so well, and we're glad to see you in the house of God. <laughs> and I pray that Adon uh, Yadiel is well. I hadn't seen him yet. He's here? I went outside and he dodged me. What's up? <laughs> that ain't nice, man. All right. <laughs> I, I greet you all in the tongue of our ancient forefathers. Shabbat shalom, shalom aleichem. Shabbat shalom, shalom aleichem. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, indeed, it's a wonderful day. It's uh, the end of October and people are in shirt sleeves. It's oh, yeah. a wonderful day. Just keep looking forward. History shows us that when winter comes later, come hard. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know? Oh, you thought I missed out. <laughs> All right. Well, is everybody well? Everybody good? Yeah, relax. Take it easy. Read along today. If you didn't bring your book, <laughs> <Huh? laughs> alright, walk with the book, you know, come to the house of God with the word of God, it's a nice thing to have. I can't go three blocks without a book on me, I just can't, I might see a bench. I'm going to sit down and open him up. <laughs> I got something today. We're going to go to Lech Lecha, which is Genesis 12, beginning at the first verse. Or I'm going to read from Genesis 11 at the 31st verse. All right? We want to uh, have a little continuity here. And I was looking up there for Gavera Deborah. Yeah. All right, because she came back from uh, California yesterday and walked in looking all beautiful. I love that gal. I got a present. Amen. <laughs> love her, love her. Yes, indeed. <laughs> she, she's so fine. Okay, Leklika is translated. How do you translate that? Leklika. That's good. Go for yourself. Leg, go 
walk. Right? Le is for or to. Le car, yourself. I like to say it like this sometimes. The father told him, go to who you shall become. You know? Because his assignment was very great. He, well, let's read it. We got a great reader going on over here. We have Adon Lael Ben Naphtali. Well, Ben More Mishael Ben Naphtali Ben Yisrael. And Dawid is in there too. He got a long name. That's Lael. <laughs> Read the book. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So I wanted to start there because we see that there were two going forth, or two times of uh, moving out. And the first one was Tirak took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees. We want to notice that Abram left from Ur of the Chaldees. He lived in Babylon. You see? And if we counted people after the place they lived in, we'd say he was a Babylonian. He was a Chaldean. But when they left up out of there, it was according to the plan of the Most High to go to Kina'an. But something happened on the way that they stopped at Haran. Well, his Tirak son was named Haran. So it may be that when they got as far as a certain area, Haran died suddenly, and they named that land after him. But when that tragedy took place, they didn't move again. So we see that Abram stayed there until his father died. Now when Tirach passed away, then God speaks to him again, you see. Now there is something about this because the Most High intends to change the course of history. This is 10 generations after the flood and man has gone mad. He destroyed everything on earth with the flood except for one family. And now, 10 generations later, believe it or not, the world has gone mad again. And the God of heaven said, I will not destroy everything by a flood again. But he got many weapons, doesn't he? In short, he could do anything he wants. But what he chooses is to devise a divine plan of salvation 
and it will be called Abraham. See? So now, let's look at 12.1, and we can go. noticed father didn't appear to him until he got where he was going Hello. See, sometimes we want all of it right up front I want the blessing you promised me I want to know how I'm gonna get there and all of it but <laughs> Abram's test was you don't get to see anything all you get is a prompting from within that you have to go, you know? All right. You all get settled now. Have a seat. There you go. All right, everybody back to paying attention? Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> okay. Look, now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred <coughs> and from thy father's house <coughs> unto the land that I will show thee. This is the beginning of something new. From now on, you have no relatives. You are to be cut loose from every thing that has bound you to that certain nationality, to the way of life that was there, and even from your father. When you get out of your father's house, now you have no more ascendancy. You're Ab. You're the beginning of something new in the earth. See? How much of that he understood at first, I'm not sure. What I am sure of, he obeyed that voice within him. You see? All he had was that still small voice. It says he didn't see anything till he got to Kenaan. See? So all he had was that still small voice 
and that prompting, that irresistible impulse to go. We got to get out of here, Sarai. You know, and she didn't say, oh, I like it here. <laughs> she said, we out. <laughs> That's why she gets the blessing later. Talk to me. That's why she gets the blessing. She matched his faith with her own. That's it. It was one flesh moving. The only one he told anything was her. You know, God is moving me to go. We got to go. Say, well, let's get up out of here. The rest of them, he just gave orders. We're going. Said he took all the souls he had gotten. We're out. You see? And there's something else about this little scene. Some of them people could have backed out unless he owned them. And if he didn't own them, they could have backed out, but they loved him. You see? They loved his movement. What it was, how he treated people. You see? And they're going off into the unknown. It's not like road signs. You see? There's, there's no traffic lights. You get out there in the dark, in the old world, it's dark. It's dark. And now, even though you know the directions by the heavenly bodies, if he's saying go east, you know to go east. But he's not telling you where you're going to stop, where you're going to settle. See, all of us have to learn to trust God like that. He don't have to give you all of the details. <laughs> See, he learned by just stepping off. They say the, that, that uh, step of faith, you know? Yeah, see? So he packed up and mounted up a caravan and started out. Well, where are we going? I don't know, but we getting up out of here. <laughs> Can't stay here no more. And it also says he took everything he owned. You don't get to have the excuse. You know, you know what? I forgot that, that thing. <laughs> we we got to go back and get it. God don't want you back there no more. You don't go back there. You don't go back to the slop shoot you used to go to. You, see? you don't go back to the same gambling house where they had all kinds of debauchery in the back room no more. You see? He took you up out of there. I'm talking to us who were not born in this way. And I'm talking to the ones who were born in this way of life. You don't need to see them places. See? Because everybody that Abram took out of there, they never went back to worship fire and the moon and all of those things that were done in Babylon. All right? So <clears throat> I don't want to get all wound up in every section, but there's something else here. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation. Uh -huh. See, so there's a promise involved with stepping off. All right, I'm hearing it within me. There's a design for my life. See, I came up with a generation that told me God don't talk to nobody. <laughs> Them days are gone. You ain't no prophet, and I'm hearing things inside of me. I can't even talk to the people I'm drinking beer with, you know? 
<laughs> no, oh, yeah, no, God is talking to you. <laughs> See? But when you learn to listen from within, there's always going to be a prompting. You know, sometimes it's as simple as take the D train. Yeah. I always take the F. I'm going to get on the D. And the F crashes. You know? That's a simplified example, but learn to listen from within. If you have not, ask God to allow you to recognize when He's talking. See? Ima Ayalut used to say, and she still does when I get to talk to her sometimes. God ain't never stopped talking. We forgot how to listen. You see, we don't, we, we lost that skill of getting into a place and being still. Hush! See? <laughs> Sorry. You know my, my favorite song, 91, until I get to 103, but that's another story. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. That's in you. Go into that place and be still and learn to enjoy the silence. You see? The 32nd Psalm is, says something like this. I will teach you the way that you should go. Well, how would he do that? He said, don't be like the horse and the mule. I got to yank you with a, with a blade to cut you and make you listen. So that's telling you there's a prompting from within. See? All right? So he understood these things by that voice within him saying, I will bless thee and make thy name great. Be thou a blessing. I say that we have that same commission. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. <laughs> it's not our job to judge and condemn and all of that. No, they don't know no law. Oh, look at them. How could they be so dumb? Because <laughs> God didn't call them yet. And everybody is where they're supposed to be. And you have to be a blessing to everyone who he sends to you or he sends you to. All right? And now, and I will bless them that bless thee. You see that? And him that curseth thee will I curse. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I will bless them that bless thee. When he's speaking to Abram, he's speaking in the plurality. All of them who follow your way of life will I bless. And that single guy who says there ain't no God, I will curse. Or who says Abraham's way of life is garbage. Well, he's in trouble. So Abram went as the Lord had spoken unto him. Let's go to verse 10.
in the last section unto thy seed will I give this land and he builded there an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him and he removed from thence unto the mountain on the east what he did was he walked through the land and everywhere that he set the sole of his foot God was given to him you see um, they, they learned that very quickly in other cultures, especially here in America, like the great land rushes. They used to, well, Thomas Jefferson bought half of the continent, right? And so the idea was fulfill manifest destiny and go and claim it, you know? And the people would go out to a frontier and line up those covered wagons. You saw it in the movies if, if you were crazy about movies like I was. And somebody would fire a cannon and they'd rush into the land and then jump down off of those wagons. I want this parcel of land and walk it off. And put a stake down and walk it off. Well, Abram, he walked through Canaan land. Everywhere he put his foot, it was his, right? And he'd build an altar where he decided to stay for a while so that he could worship from there. <laughs> you see, he never stopped the worship of the God of heaven or worshiping toward him. So now there was a famine in the land and the practical thing to do was to go where the food was. And he went down into Egypt land. They also, they always say, go down into Egypt and come up out of Egypt. I guess it was a low land, right? So he went to Egypt and he knew their reputation for taking wives from guys. And their idea was simple. I don't want you to suffer, so I'm gonna kill you and take your wife. I don't, you know, so. He told us, hey, listen now, <laughs> these people crazy and we hungry. Tell them I'm your brother. Tell them you are my sister. She said, got it, baby. And when they came and saw how fine she was, <laughs> hey, you coming to uh, dwell in our land, she comes to Pharaoh. She's too good for you. Yeah. But God loves his prophets. 
He said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. You know how miserable he was watching her go away with some men under arms. Surround her. She going. Nobody touch her. She now belongs to the Pharaoh of Egypt. You, brother boy, stand still. Don't move. And you got to watch her go. See? And God tells me in my favorite song, I will be with him in trouble. See? <laughs> he said, I don't like the way my servant is in pain. So he smacked all the Egyptians. <laughs> said, Abram ain't getting none. Ain't none of you getting none. Amen. <laughs> Them folks were dripping. <laughs> Burning. Oh! <laughs> Everybody was wrecked. <laughs> oh, people can't be doing that. See? Now, Pharaoh. See, God makes kings, Amen. right? Pharaoh, he gets the message quick because yeah. he burned him. He said, no. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? He said, because you're all a bunch of scuzzy, nasty, murdering people who don't care nothing about nobody. Well, he didn't say it like that. I said it like that. See, because he knew how to deal with it. So, listen, you take her and get out. <laughs> and you guardsmen, if anybody touch her, kill them. Get them out of here. Matter of fact, take all this wealth with you. That's where Hagar come from, right? See? Men servants, maid servants, cattle, everything. He hit them off when he first took her because she was so fine. But on the way out the door, gave him some more. Here. All right? That's it. That's right. See, God, I always tell people, God don't care how you feel if you're feeling a way about what he said. But if you're hurting, he hurting. You see? Think about it like that. That's your God and king. He's going to tell this same man, or when he changes his name, I will be their God. See, so that is to say, I will be there everything. Amen. He's my everything right now. So um, don't ever think the Father doesn't know you're hurting or you're in pain Amen. or you need him. Sometimes he's just waiting for you to say it, articulate it. See? I'll put it like this. God don't know anything until you say it. Say what? See? You say it to him. I mean, Father, I'm, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Look in 1 Chronicles, the fourth chapter, the ninth and tenth verse, and see the prayer of Yahweh's. Mama named him pain. Come on. <laughs> named him pain. He told the father, he said he cried out to the God of Israel, bless me indeed. Expand my territory. Let your hand be with me to keep me from evil so I don't suffer pain. 
or anything untoward, right? He articulated it and it said God answered him and manifested it, all right? Okay, so our Brahm probably cried out at night. My baby ain't here, Father. I ain't feeling this cold business. He said, don't worry, she's coming back soon. <laughs> when I get finished with them, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's go. And the Canaanite was then in the land. You know, that's showing you that they were watching to see. Look at that, they don't even get along. We can get right up in between them and beat them down. You know, a thousand years later, Gaius Julius Caesar figured that out, divide them and conquer. That's all, get them angry with each other. They can't, they can't make a, a concerted effort of defense if they're at each other. And Abram just looked at the situation and said, no, 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 no. They're witnessing all of this. You choose which way you would like to go. But it is very interesting that they both came out wealthy. See, sometimes you can hang with the right person. <laughs> he gets hit off, you get hit off. You know, right place, right time. See, because he was with his uncle. And his uncle was treated royally on the way out. He had so much that Lot had a lot also. Lot had a lot. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. Oh, the land, you know, it's, it's not easy if you have very many flocks and herds to find food for them, you know. So the grazing land and what you could make into fodder and everything, they were using it all up. And sometimes one group of herdsmen would bump into the other group. No, we were here first. No, we, no, oh, come on, I gotta feed Abram. No, lot stuff is important too. Now they wanna fight. But let's see what happened. Now I'm going to the land of the Canaanites, and Lot's going to the city. 
dawn. Now the man the dawn was very wicked, sinning against Jehovah exceedingly. Now should I turn to our job? After that, not the separate from it. Lift up now my eyes and look from this place with our north and south, eastward and westward. All the land which thou seest to thee will I give it into thy seed forever. You see that? Abram could have told Lot, you go right over there, get away from me to stop all this strife and I'll hold it down over here. But no, <laughs> he took the high road. You choose where you will dwell and I'll go the other way. No. Sometimes it's much better to let the other person have the have the glory over me, you know? You go ahead and I'll take what's left. Mm -hmm. And after he departed, God told him, look here, I'm gonna give you all of it. See? Wait on the Lord. See? Wait, wait on the king. Don't be so anxious, I'm gonna get mine, you know? I'm gonna get mine. That's what Lot did. Lot looks and wow, all of that plush grazing land down in the valley of the Jordan River, Mm -hmm. And the cities, wow, you go to the movies when you want to. You know, I'm, I'm going to go and hang out up in there. Oh, wow. See? All that glitters is not gold. So, <laughs> I like this here portion here. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward, and eastward and westward, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Oh, wait a second. This is my deed. Say what? It's right up in here. To thy seed forever. All right? I'm displaced at this moment, but it's mine. And that's not going to change. All right, let's read. 16. Now will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. If a man can count the number of the dust of the earth, then shall thou see also the number. Arise, walk through the land, through the length of it, and through the breadth of it. For I should be what I give it. Now God moved his tent and came and dwelt by the terrorists of mine, the race came from Rome, and built their homes at the El Shaddai. Okay, so when he finished going through the land, he stopped by the terebinths of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built there an altar, you see? He's always going to have a place of worship wherever he plans to stay for any amount of time. I used to think that Mamre was just the name of the place. That's a brother, right? Eshcol and Mamre, they just saw how the man lived and Adopted his ways. Canaanites? Yeah, Canaanites. Amorites, whatever they were, they were impacted by his life, his style, his worship. You know what would happen? If he built an altar, he was using it. And he would offer unto God an offering, and here's what happens. What manner of service is this you're doing? What is this you're doing? Well, I am 
in the act of worshiping the unseen irresistible one, the one who made everything that you bow down to. Whoa, that's some deep stuff. Well now, look how he blesses me. Look how my servants live higher than your noblemen. You see? And you impact people by your way of life. And your way of life is producing blessing from God. See, that's for the here and now, 21st century. And it worked then, it'll work now. All right, let's read. It came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariel, king of Elasar, and Hazala Ophel, king of Elam, and Shinar, king of Goyim. And they made more war with Bela, king of Sardis, and with Pirsha, king of Amora, Shinar, the king of Adma, and Shelebera, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar. And all these came unto Adelaide and to Babel of Sidim, and the same is the strong sea. Twelve years they served Kedar the old man, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Kedar the old man, the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaim and Ashtaroth and Karnaim, and the Zuzi and Ham, and the Emi and Shalei Kiriathaim, and the Horites that were in Mount Seir, to El Tarach, which is by the wilderness. They turned back and came to Amishpah, the same as Kadesh, and smoked up all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazazon Tamar. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adman, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar. And they set the battle in the rain against them in the valley of Sidim, against Kedar the Omer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim. Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariel, king of Elasar, four kings against the five. Now the valley of Sadoa, uh, and the valley of Sabine was full of scarring pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, and they fell there, and they remained fled to the mountain. And they that remained fled. And they that remained fled to the mountain. And, all they, and they took all the villains of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their victuals, and went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who had dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. That was the mistake. Okay. So you see here that the four kings that were being served by Sodom and Gomorrah, Admazaboim, and Bela, they served for twenty. I mean, for twelve years, and then they got uh, a little bit of strength. Say, we're not going to send our tribute anymore. And when the word got back to those four kings, they came at them. Yep. But if you were reading along, you see that they didn't go direct. They stopped and beat down about four or five different people and gathered an army that was irresistible. You see? They already had an army, but everybody that they subdued, they drafted them into the army. We beat down your leadership, your soldiers, now fall in with me. And you can't, you see, when I was in the, the Marine Corps, when we were in the service, Alba, there was pay call. You went and got in line and got your pay. Back then, <laughs> in the time of Abram, the only way to pay the soldiers was you get everything you killed. 
If you kill everybody in that village, all they own is yours. Well, thank you. <laughs> See? So he gathered up a whole big army telling them, when we get down there to those five cities, everybody you destroy, you get paid that day. Whoa! And so that's who came against the five kings of the plains. And they couldn't stand up against all of them. See? Because that army that came at them were greedy for gain. We don't care what you're talking about. We're going to kill everything that resists, and we're taking all the wealth. See? Now, Sodom and Gomorrah and them guys, them kings, went out there with their pocketbooks. I mean, they went out there with their swords. And that army was irresistible to them. They ran. And then <laughs> the slime pits, they slipped and fell, and everybody got butchered. But everything that was worthwhile, they took with them. And the soldiers were happy they came. They got a great wealth. They snatched up Lot, and Lot was rich. I mean, he was opulently wealthy. They got all that he owned. And then they went and told, well, let's see what happens. You see that? I don't think they left off from each other in the best of uh, friendship. You know, there was a little tension. You know, yeah, well, later. But once you put your hands on my blood, I'm coming for you. And that's the way it should be. You know? He said, they, they took a lot. They put their hands on my nephew. They got to be out there mine, you know? And it says he got his 318 trained servants. You see? They didn't all just walk around washing dishes and things like that. No, no, no. You got to know how to take care of my flocks. You got to know how to take care of my property and my person. You see? There were, um, back in old Benazakain, Nasiyako called the arts that Zerishadai and them were teaching, the arts of Abraham. You see? It was the same thing with uh, um, <laughs> Chief Obadja and them tough guys. That's what they called it among themselves, the arts of Abraham. You know, it wasn't Bruce Lee's art. <laughs> No, yeah, man, them Chinese guys, they get down. Whoa, where do you think they got it from? See? If it didn't come out of Genesis, it didn't make it into this world. See? And Abram also, he did something revolutionary. Wars were fought in the daytime. I'm telling you, everybody went to sleep at night. They had a couple of guards up and everybody sleeping by the fire. Mm -hmm. Abram came on them. They were drunk and happy, sleeping, you know. 
eating all the stuff they stole in the battle, put them to death. But notice the 318 trained servants. You don't walk around with people who can't even handle themselves. You, know, you should know how to defend yourself and the ones you love. See? You don't have to be the toughest guy in the world. See? <laughs> People always ask me, well, why do you carry a stab? I say, because I'm in charge of all it is. Yeah, I might, I might not be in charge of a whole group of men in it, but I'm in charge of all it is. Oh, that's a good answer. You better believe it. <laughs> See? I don't have to be tough. All I got to be is able to defend. See? If I'm not always on the offensive, I say, I trust in God. They got my boy upset, and he took men out who knew how to take care of business and knew how to take orders. All right? <clears throat> There's another, you know, in the legends of the great book of God, you could find other books about the book. They said the heavenly host helped him to train of men. See, so they knew exactly how to make war by the will of God. Mm -hmm. All right? Let's read. And he divided himself against them by night. He and his servants smoked and pursued them unto Oka, which is on the left side of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the smoke of the Kedala, all the man and the king that was with him in the battle of Shaway, the same as the king fell. And now he today, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, maker of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who hath delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the person to take the goods to thy self. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have to give up my hand to El Shaddai, Most High, maker of heaven and earth. And I will not take a thread or a shoe latch. No all that is thine, lest thou should say, I have paid out for our rich. Save only that which they are may have eaten, the portion of the men which were with me, I never measured for them, my Let them take their portion. Let them take their portion. You see that? <laughs> Notice. And he brought back all the goods. Listen, he divided himself by night. By night. And three companies of his men, his 313 divided into three, with the Confederates or the friends that he made allies. And when they came in on those who had won the battle the day before or a couple of days before, they were all drunk and sleep and everything. And all they had to do was run up on them and butcher them. Take them out. Do what you will. See? But that's the first time you read about uh, so-called guerrilla warfare in history. Abram did it. See? What was he thinking? Why should I wait till they wake up and mount a great force against me 
and I'm outnumbered by thousands. But he changed the force and wasted these guys, brought back everything. But let's look at Melchizedek, king of Salem, that was Jerusalem at first, brought forth bread and wine, and he was priest of God Most High. They had Kiddush out there. Talk to me. Bread and wine is the meal of covenant. Yep. And he's priest of God Most High. He's come to announce the covenant that will be between Abram and the eternal power. Some ancient scholars say Melchizedek is Shem, the son of Noah. Now listen, I sort of lean toward that because Noah received the blessing of Adam. And now the blessing of Adam is being transferred to Abram who will become Abraham, you see? He's the head, the beginning of a whole new way of life. He's the beginning of monotheism, worship of one eternal God, you see? Now this was the plan from the beginning, but it doesn't get to happen until all these things have come to pass the violence that was proliferated at the first so that everything was wasted with the flood. And then one man, but then he goes from him to Shem. Shem isn't even the firstborn, but that's the one out of whom Abraham comes, right? See, So I do subscribe to that, that theory that Melchizedek is him because he's bringing from the old world into this dispensation we're in now. See? And his words are very, very strong. And God, <laughs> no, he said, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was priest of God Most High, and he blessed him. The greater blesses the lesser. Talk to me. See? He was above every living individual in his title, priest of God Most High, and he blesses him. See, what is he doing? He's passing the blessing of be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with me, see, with God, all right? He says, <clears throat> Blessed be Abram of God Most High, maker of heaven and earth. I have another translation that says, possessor of heaven and earth. It's the same deal, right? He made it, he owns it. It's mine, it's his, right? So what is he saying? <laughs> when we get to it in the next chapter, the actual act of the covenant makes God and Abram co-owners of everything. 
We getting this? Yeah. Look. Two kings come out. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They make a covenant of blood, which we're going to see. They make a covenant of blood. They each kill their beasts and let the blood run between the two halves and they all walk in it, in the blood, up to their ankles. And they embrace one another. And each one says to the other, your enemies are my enemies. Forever. We just cut the covenant to prove it or to witness that it is true forever. My wealth is your wealth. See? So when Abraham or Abram gets into covenant with God, everything that is God's is yours. And everything that is yours is mine. You see? So when Melchizedek speaks this, he's speaking it into being forever. These two are bound up forever. Don't ever be ashamed of who you are. Amen. <laughs> Talking about going to England and, and looking at the royals. <laughs> oh, there's Prince Henry or Harry. <laughs> oh, there's Prince Philip. <laughs> I'm Chief Naftali. <laughs> I would show them respect, but I would demand respect as well. I come from Abraham, Yitzchak, with Yahakul. See? All right. Um, just had to get that part in there. And of course, the king of Sodom says, just give me the people so I can be king of something. And you take the goods. He said, no, I have sworn to the living God, I'll not take anything from anybody but him. All right, let's read. He counted it to him for righteousness. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield. Thy reward shall be exceeding great. <laughs> That's one of my favorite promises right there. I take that one for me. Everybody can take it for themselves. Personalize the book wherever you need it. Anytime you need it. <laughs> Apparently, Abram was very concerned about a counterattack. He won a great battle 
It might take them four or five years to mount up another army to come against him. But the father says, fear not, I am thy shield. And the question always is, what is a shield? Anybody know what a shield is? <laughs> That's something that you hold before you to stop weapons from getting to you or projectiles from getting to you. So the God of heaven says, fear not. Anybody come against you got to come through me. And you say, well, that's good. But all of these beautiful words you've been saying to me, I have no seed. That's what I really want. That's what I need. So the words you've been saying become truth in the earth. And I think, no, I don't teach what I think. I know that the man by this time understood that his sperm count wasn't making no babies. It was diminishing and diminishing and diminishing. And there was no more milk over yonder. Yeah. See? <laughs> and he looking at the physical appearances and saying, you didn't give me anything to reproduce myself, to make all of your promises real in the earth. He said, come here, my boy. If you can count those stars, that's what your seed will be like. See? But he believed the word of God above physical appearances. We getting that? It's more powerful than what you can see or understand or feel. And the father looked on that man's mental capabilities, looked on his spiritual makeup and said, he believes me. He really believes me. And so it became, hallelujah, moradina. Toad off of that black seed oil, darling. I just thought I'd bother you. <laughs> Forgive me, darling. <laughs> if he counted it to him for righteousness, that means he had right standing with God and with man. Better not mess with him. He's in good shape. That is equivalent to saying he is without sin with God just for that believing. See? And that's where people start to fight with each other. Oh, well, it's more than believing. Of course it's more than believing. If he didn't know, there'd be nothing to believe. But he knew who he was dealing with. The unseen, irresistible one cannot lie, and he took it at the value of the one who spoke. So whatever I'm feeling, it don't matter if I trust in God's promise. All right? Okay. Oh, one more thing. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm going through a whole lot of changes, so, you know, my voice might be changing. <laughs> this, this God has taken everything out of me that I ever put in there. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> and the changes are amazing. See, so if I sound strained or thing like that, or I got to turn around and wipe my nose, close your eyes, or just say, God bless the brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Every seven days, there's another crisis. So much mucus from this place and so much from, you feel me? <laughs> but then thank you, Father. Thank you. Your way is the only way. <laughs> See? All right. <laughs> and again, fear not. See? Because those, those thoughts of fear come up in me every now and again. Whoa. And I got to remember the lesson. Fear not. I am thy shield. Right? Okay. All right. Let's read. I don't want to talk too much. Right there. <laughs> right there. Oh Lord, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? It was not disbelief. He just wanted an earnest, a little bit of a sign of the pledge that you just made. And if it was against God's will for you to deal with him, like from your human standpoint, he'd have told them, didn't I already tell you? Yeah. Uh, but he didn't do that. Right. He said, all right, I'm going to show you. You see? You can reason with God. Right. You'll see later on when he's getting ready to waste the cities of the plain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I said, will you uh, do, you know, kill up everybody if there's like 50 there? You know? See, I'm telling you, talk to your God, talk to your father. We had a sister years ago, you know, people thought she was a little bit uh, extreme, but she told me, she said, I, I sit down at my table and, and look across at the other chair like God is sitting there and tell them, you know what's going on over here? You know, I mean, do, do you see what's happening? You know? <laughs> I said, <laughs> Everybody got their way. <laughs> I'd rather get down on my knees. 
<laughs> but God bless you, darling. Amen. You see? But um, they say that uh, when uh, the great lady, Rivkwa, told um, Yitzchak, we got to send Jacob back home. Because if he take a woman from this place, what good yeah. my, will my life be? Yeah. I read in another book that the people over there where she came from, when they sat down to eat, they always had a chair for the unseen, irresistible one. Yeah, they had a place for the living God at the table. You know. <laughs> I said, well, that, that's a good thing, too. Um, every culture doesn't think the same, but if they know about a higher power, you can embrace them. You're the firstborn, embrace them. Nurture them along the way. All right. But um, here, the God of heaven told him, let's do the covenant thing that men do so you understand what I'm talking about. The same way two kings do it, you kill these beasts and divide them in half and let the blood run between the pieces. You know? Now, he had to do it in the daytime. He didn't cut the birds in half. He just put one on either side. But he had that channel made and then the living God sent his presence in the, the form of fire to go through the pieces like a human being would. He said, now do your human mind understand what I'm saying? Abram got it. Yes. What Melchizedek said is now the action being done. It's always going to be God speaks it and then he brings it to pass. And so in that deep horror of a sleep, the father showed him his eternal presence go through there saying, that's how I'm signing the covenant. The contract is sealed with the blood. That's what Berit is, right? Cut. You cut something. Blood gotta be shed. And man understood that from way before Abram was born, so that he understood once I shed this blood, this is real. And God is saying, I'm one king and you're the other king. What's mine is now yours. What's yours is now mine. All right? So let's go. Father, she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. 
is good in thine eyes. You see, Sarai, she's always on the same page with her husband, and she knows the promise that in your seed will all the families of the earth be blessed, but she's still barren. So thinking of the promise, she says, I own the stranger. Go into the stranger. Well, that's what Hagar means, right? Hagar, the stranger. Nobody gets it when I'm trying to be cool. All right. <laughs> Go into the stranger <laughs> and make a baby with her. See, the whole custom was if the baby born to her servant, her slave, is taken and she sits down and places her on her knees, the baby is now mine. You go back to work. That is now Abram's seed, and the promise can go through him. That was her thinking. Abram might have just been thinking she fine. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I was just taking a break. But... <laughs> Abraham said, all right, it might be that heaven is working in this fashion. Okay. And I wanted to say something else about that. When, when Hagar was sticking out like this, she wasn't doing no more laundry. She ain't doing Listen, <laughs> Sarai, you do your own dishes. That's my man, and this is his baby. So get it straight. <laughs> Sarai said, oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> my Lord, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> Now she's all in my face about you and her making a baby. I can't get no housework done. Everything has gone crazy. And she's talking back, and it's your fault. And he said, hold it, hold it, hold it. That's your servant. You do what you want to do with it. I said, really? Yeah, really. She said, born <laughs> Bam, bam, bam. Ah, Let me get out of here. See? See, there's such a thing about who's who in the household. See? That's right. She didn't make the move until she got permission to whip her butt. See? They were going to do a play about this portion of history, and Benazar came one time, and Princess Rivka said, I want to be Sarai. I want to beat that gal. I said, no, you ain't going to be in the place. <laughs> Crazy woman. 
anyway. <laughs> See? And she fled. Let's go. You see how God put her right back in her place? What did he call her? Sarai's servant. <laughs> Hi, God. Sarai's handmaid? Where are you going? What you doing here? Supposed to be back there serving. <laughs> Go ahead. Is he not? <laughs> Come on. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the face of all his brethren. And she called the name of the place, and she called the name, and she called the name of the Lord that spoke unto her, Thou art a God of sea. For she said, I have seen here. Have I? That's right. And now listen, when uh, the Most High deals with people, he never deals in cruelty. See? He saw her pain. He understood what the woman was going through. Even though she had overstepped her bounds and went against her mistress, the God of heaven comforted her. You shall bear a son, and he's going to be, you know, well, a wild ass of a man. You know? Every man's hand will be against him. Later on, the uh, promise will even be more well-defined. Twelve princes will come out of him. But you call his name, God has heard me, or heard of God. You know, God pays attention. Yeah. It just balances his delight. You know, she made a mistake. She suffered for it. And in that flight, she was suffering again. Where the next meal coming from? How am I going to take care of myself? That's why he said, where are you going? <laughs> Get back home. Submit yourself. I imagine Sarai didn't beat her anymore. So you learned your lesson? Get back to work. Mm -hmm. I know Rivka would have smacked her again. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try it again. All right. Anyway, <laughs> she got a beautiful promise, and you notice the nobility in her, the piety in her. She said, "The God who sees me, I was right here with." The God of Abram, 
the only one who sees all. See? So if she was an idolater in her <laughs> former life, no, no more. No more. I know now. You, you see, because when the God of heaven speaks within you, you know not to fear anything else. So she went back, not with a haughty look, but assured that she'll be all right and that her child would be born strong. And they called his name Ishmael. 86 years old, so he's being built up. Now you're going to see him really get built up. <laughs> Let's read it. Everybody still awake? Huh? It won't be long. This is not the Day of Atonement. <laughs> well, I could stay up here two more hours and say, don't you wish you had a glass of apple juice? Now if I say that, they'll walk out and go get one. <laughs> well, let's read. Here we go. Unto who? That's us. Unto thy seed after thee. He doesn't have to keep repeating it for it to be truth forever. He spoke it and it was. That's how he created everything. He all, why he all? It ain't never going to stop. You see? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Let the earth bring forth and let it be, and it is. See, he said, I will be their God. Look, he was 86 years old, and here at 99, 99 years old. How many years is that? 86 from 99. 13, right? 13 years. He moved according to the will of God by faith without hearing anything for 13 years. Sometimes the silence is the big test. See? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, watch and see. He's not going to answer. God, please tell me something. Nothing. Nothing. Sometimes you just go... And that still small voice gets silent and there's nothing. Okay, I'll try this. I'll flip the pages of the Bible and see where it ends up. <laughs> it ends up so-and-so killed so-and-so. That ain't the one I wanted. There's nothing. <laughs> I can't get a break. <laughs> so what you want to do is wait on the Lord. Wait, you see? 
He didn't, he, it's not written that he heard anything. But 99 years of age, God comes and says, as for me, my covenant is with you. No matter what, forever, I'm you and you are me. From the time we cut the deal till now, you've been righteous in my sight. All that's not written, but all of that is inferred. Now, I'm going to pronounce it. I am going to intensify it. And I'm going to make you what I sent you out to be. Lake Lakar, go to whom you shall become. Go for yourself. When you get there, I'll be there. And here he is. Hallelujah. He appeared unto Abram and said, Aniel Shaddai, Anokiel Shaddai. Which way is it written? Walk before me and be thou wholehearted. Be thou perfect. Every human being has flaws, including that one. Our great grandfather. But once he did his very best, it was counted perfect. We getting that? Yeah. You put your strength into it, God makes it perfect in his sight. Right. See? <laughs> I got issues. My failures, I stop worrying about it. See? Because I do what he says according to my strength, and he perfects it. See? So don't condemn yourself. Here's a word for you. Don't judge criticize or condemn anybody, including yourself. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Stay where this man was. In those 13 years, who knew when he had doubts or whatever went through him? But he held the course because the Father comes to him. Later on, you know, <laughs> Way later on, King David says, wait on the Lord. Wait, I say. All right? Okay. As for me, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be the father of a multitude of nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called it Abram. What is Abram? Exalted father. You look at it like this. The great God of heaven took the hay from his name and put it in the middle of Abraham. and made Abraham. The source of a multitude of peoples. Um, the father of many peoples. The father of many nations. That's why he left Ur of the Chaldees to go to Canaan. He left from Haran and got to Canaan. The idea was, T-Rock is not your ascendancy anymore. You are the father. For everything that comes after you that obeys your way of life is blessed of God. The point is not to kill everybody again. Give them the Torah so they have a chance to know how God thinks. Is that all right? Okay. 
Be their God. Come on. Kings of people shall be of this barren woman. See? <laughs> Here again, you see that Sarai's faith matched Abram's faith every step of the way. Because he can't deal with somebody who don't believe him. You see? And so now, <laughs> he's being raised to a higher form of human being. If that's not going too far, <laughs> if his sperm count was down, it is now up to 800 million million. He got a new chin up bar. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Ain't no joke. <laughs> he said, and God said unto Abraham, never call him Abram again. You know what his greatness was? <laughs> Where he has set up his home base, people came from everywhere to trade with him, and they all called him <laughs> Adon Abram. And when they came in his presence, hold it. Abraham. From now on. Don't call her Sarai, which is, in one case, contention. See? Not that she was all that contentious, but she did get in his face about the stranger. But that was more or less righteous. <laughs> but right here, he's saying, don't call her Sarai, call her noble woman and princess. So here's what we're saying. From that day on, she called him Bokotov, oh, father of a multitude of nations. Yeah, Bokotov, princess and noble woman. See? Hey, look, <laughs> that's how you get things to work. You say it, and say it, and say it. 
see? I am well. I can't wait for people to say, how you feeling, Chief? I am well. Say what? <laughs> I'm feeling good. You too? Yes, indeed. Why? It's going to be true. It is already true. How did God make everything? He spoke it. We are in His image and in His likeness. We speak it to be. They spoke their... <laughs> they spoke their... How shall I say it? Her fertility and his strength. See? Yeah. Later on, he's going to say, she's going to have a baby this time next year. That means you got a whole year of fun, baby. Because you don't know you're pregnant the first week. <laughs> huh? God is good. Man. What are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> When he finished a day's business, he said, hey, baby, the blue tent came. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> I'll bring the elderberry wine, feel me? <laughs> she said, I'll be there with the incense, honey. <laughs> you think we're pregnant yet? I don't think so. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, God is good. See? And then, you know, I, I can't abide them people who make up stuff like the priest can't have a wife. The Pope can't have a woman. All of them cardinals in them are raping boys because they can't have a girl. See? Here's the most holy life right there. And God is allowing him, and well, that, that happens next week, so I'm going ahead. But, you know, when she laughs, what is she saying? <laughs> when she overhears God talking for the first time, she says, <laughs> Am I going to have pleasure? <laughs> 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 he said, she over there laughing, man. <laughs> she said, no, I didn't laugh. <laughs> but I know when he said it, it's coming. Lord have mercy. Amen. Okay, so we're going to read to the end and enjoy each other's company. Amen. Let's go. Come on.
promises that you can get from the book of God. You see? Abraham, Abraham. He took his son, circumcised him, and got all of the servants lined up. And they all got circumcised. See? And they didn't have scalpels. See? They had flint and made the edges sharp. And I guess they had some other kind of uh, plant and everything to bind it up and make it heal. But we are the children of this great man and this great woman. You see, when the prophet speaks, all who seek after righteousness, look unto Abraham thy father and to Sarah who bore thee that mother, the one from which you were pulled out of. So I think that's it for now. We thank God for this time to stand in the midst of the congregations of the Lord. Oh, I did want to note that Abraham laughed too. Yeah, he laughed too, man. See? When she does it next time, he did it this time. <laughs> Wow, baby girl and me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but what about Ishmael? And he also loved his son, Ishmael. And this is the thing that I use on them who try to get at me among the Arabs. I said, uh, Ishmael was born to Abram. Yiscock was born to Abraham. Hallelujah. <laughs> May the Most High God bless us all. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. Oh, welcome home, Deborah. Big D is back in the house, yo. <laughs> she flew 3,000 miles and brought the COC a gift. God bless you, darling. Shabbat Shalom.